is always open into the hallway, my friend Andrew, who has been dead, uh-huh. he, was, he was standing right there. Mm. And, and he wasn't transparent. It was like a real person. Okay. He didn't look ghostly. He didn't look transparent or scary. It was just him. And he was there. He had a red shirt on and blue jeans. I, I mean, I, I remember that. And he appeared for like five seconds. And I don't remember what he said, but if I could imagine what he was whispering to me was that, you know, hey, I'm here. I'm okay. You uh-huh. know, I'm thinking about you too and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. You know, it's probably something along those lines, but... You know, seriously, he appeared for like five seconds after I woke up and I saw him standing in my hallway. Mm. He just disappeared. Um, if you're just tuning in, I've switched over. This is the Dr. Seuss podcast with our guest, Adam Rehab. We're talking about spirituality and ghosts. Well, the reason I call myself Adam Rehab is because early on in my life, um, I was heavy into partying and drugs and this and that, and mm. I ruined, you know, I ruined a lot of my youth uh, doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, I did go to rehab, and uh, it was a spiritual rehab, which I fucking hated because it made, uh-huh. me, hate religion. It made me hate religion altogether. Yeah. Um, well, so at least you didn't say no, no, no. No, but see, I'm very spiritual, <laughs> and, and I do have stories. Uh, about the whole rehab incident uh, that we can actually make it to another podcast altogether. We can do that on another night. Oh, it's funny as shit. Uh, I've got plenty of stories. But when you said rehab, it makes me think of that Amy Winehouse song because she told them no, no, no. Well, I said yes, yes, yes because I didn't want to end up like Amy Rehab. I mean, Amy Amy Rehab. Fuck. Winehouse, you know, I didn't want to end up like her. Beautiful voice, though. Well, no, she she was very beautiful, but you know, but she 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 had turned herself into this monster, like like she became ugly. You know? Yeah, she was very, you know, and I could see myself turning that way too. So I I went to a six month rehab, mm. and ever since then, you know, I sort of uh, kept spinning records a little bit with some of my friends go out places and spin records and stuff and you know before that I was known as Adam 12 12. but uh, I changed my DJ name to Adam Rehab okay and so I started going by Adam Rehab but um, you know my DJ career was very short it it Mm -hmm. just lasted a few months until this establishment closed down and then I had no real place to really DJ and I just did at home and then I ended up selling my tables and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I just kept that name. So, yeah. So I always go by Adam Rehab. That's just like, uh, <laughs> you know, I used that in my, uh, some of my uh, online tags and names and stuff like that I put in. I still use Adam mm-hmm. Rehab. But, uh, but no, it's, it, it reminds me of a time of when I was totally lost and uh, just very desolate and, yeah, you know, I've, I've finally found who I am, and I'm no longer on those drugs. Good. Um, I'm very sober, and uh, I enjoy it. So Why did you tease me this morning? He astral projected me. Uh, I don't recall that, but I'm not saying that I didn't because this mm-hmm. morning, uh, morning wood. 
No, I was sleeping, and I kept waking up, but I kept going to sleep, but I kept having these very lucid dreams mm-hmm. uh, that were very realistic. And, of course, you know, I'd wake up again, fall back to sleep. And I guess it, it was probably like 9.30 or 10 when I finally awoke. Yeah. And then I got up, took a quick shower, got on some clothes, and then laid back down and just played with my phone a little bit. Because, you know, I'm trying to get a car Tuesday. So, I mean, I've got this check in the mail coming, and I finally got it. Um, mm-hmm. So now I have the money for this car, but I have to get it Tuesday. I've got to take off work Tuesday to get that. But, um, but yeah, so hopefully the Super is really going to do me good. So Yeah. I'm hoping that it's going to allow me to not only uh, transport me from work and back, but be able to carry my kayaks and just have fun in it, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Travel a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they have, you know, from, from what I've seen, uh, the majority of the ones I've seen, you know, they carry really high mileage. I mean, really mm-hmm. well. So, you getting a Subaru? You know, as as yeah, as long as they're taken care of. They carry, dude, I saw one. This guy wanted $1,800 for it. It was like 380,000 miles on it. Uh-huh. I mean, this is crazy. Let's go back on topic, spiritual. Yeah. But, um... You digress. Yeah, so, yeah, the whole name Adam Rehab, that's that's how it came to be, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, um... I've, I've had a few instances with family members who are deceased, and one morning I woke up or no, I was half awake, and I hear someone screaming at me to wake up, and it was my grandmother. And some people in the family believe it, and other people were like, that's not right. Well, you, you know, it's funny you say that, because, I mean, I can tell certain family members about the shadow person experiences that I've had and the uh-huh. experiences that I have, and there's very few people that are like, yeah, I believe you, but, like, most of the people think, like, either I was on drugs or I was half asleep or yeah. I wasn't quite awake or I was delusional or they make up some type of story. And, you know, I'm not religious. I am not, I'm not religious by any means. Uh-huh. I'm spiritual. And, you know, I, I do spirits. I really do, and I have for a very long time. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's one thing I do. Yeah. So... You know, I don't understand it, I guess, when my family tries to downplay it as something else. It's sort of, They're scared. They're in denial. No, I mean, it gets irritating, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like you're, you're telling the absolute truth, and they're not believing you, and it, and it makes you irritated. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I mean, because not only is it just a ghost, but it's somebody that you love very much that yeah. happened to present themselves to you. Yeah, oh, yeah. So... You know, it makes it that much more irritating. But, um, yeah, with me, I've never seen any of my relatives. The only ghost that I've ever seen happened to be just maybe, I would say, five or six months ago now, and it was Andrew, mm-hmm. my friend Andrew. I haven't even seen Jeff. So mm-hmm. I, I've, I've sensed Jeff. I've sensed him. I've seen him in a dream. The, the day that um, I was sleeping... And um, um, this is similar. Um, Maynard James Keenan of Tool 
talked about his good friend Bill Hicks. The night that Bill Hicks died, Bill Hicks was a comedian. Bill Hicks tapped him in a way, and he woke up, which meant he was letting him know he's leaving. And when Jeff went, I was dreaming, and I and I was watching this movie in the dream. Uh, it was a, a um, uh, God, what was his name? Um, it was an old actor um, that uh, Jeff really liked. He was in Night of the Hunter. And, um, oh, God, what was his name? It's like I'm I, I'm on stage now and I'm forgetting. Oh, um, now I got to I got to look at my movie. Jimmy Stewart. No, it wasn't Jimmy Stewart. No, no. This guy. Bogart. No, this guy would play sadistic motherfuckers. Um. But he was good at it. Huh? What movies did he play? I'm looking right now. I it's like performance anxiety. I I at this moment, and I have his movie. This was one of Jeff's favorite. He Jeff liked him. He wasn't one of his favorites. Oh. You know I still got a lot of shirts. Robert Mitchum. It was Robert Mitchum, and. And the day that Jeff left, I was watching a, I was dreaming, and I was watching a, I was watching a Robert Mitchum movie in the dream. And Jeff says to me in the dream, "You're better looking than Robert Mitchum." And I woke up and I thought, "Whoa!" And then when they told me what happened, I thought, "Ah, that was his way of saying goodbye." And so that night. I kind of just sat and I was in the dark and I was watching um, Field of Dreams and I kind of out loud said something to Jeff and said, you know, I hope you're okay. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you hit me up on on Facebook and I'm like, whoa, that's freaky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it. Three in the morning, I think, or two in the morning. I wasn't working at the time. I was collecting unemployment. Well, see, the thing about it is, is I'll just wake up at night, like, at these weird hours, and I'll just start texting people. It's weird. Uh-huh. No, you Facebooked me. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, uh, one thing that I want to talk about is the fact that I've really started to open up uh, spiritually, and uh, I've really started to awaken. Uh-huh. Um, you know what that's called? Huh? Do you know what that's called? When I studied chakras... They call, you probably aren't going through this, but I've gone through it. It's very tough to go through. It's called the um, uh, Kundalini. And the Kundalini is when you're on your way to embracing the third eye. Well, I'm pretty sure I've already got that. Uh, I've just got some things still sort of in the way. Because the Kundalini, what happens is when you're doing that, they give you, you, you are torn between the light and the dark. And then once you choose your path, the th- the third eye is recognized, huh? I feel like I'm torn between light. Yeah. See, in order, if you want the third eye to be realized, then you have to pick. Yeah. It's a weird ball game. But recently, I've just been getting a lot of spiritual uh, activity around me. Uh huh. Uh, 
different shadow people that I've never seen before. Like, um, it's weird. Um, you know, the one I told you about where it was uh, an orb that was inside my window? Uh-huh. And this happened like in 2005. I got scared. I pulled the covers over my head. This was oh my. the first time it ever happened. That's scary. Yeah, like five to ten minutes went by, and I got the nerve to pull the covers back down, and it looked like somebody had blown out cigar smoke, but instead of being gray, it was black, and it was swirling in front of my face. Uh-huh. And it start, something started pushing me down in my bed, and I was pushing up with my hands, and I could feel my bed depressed. And things in my room were blowing around and moving violently. So whatever this was, was extremely violent. Um, extreme violence. Well, it scared the shit out of me, and that's the only time I ever had anything uh, of that degree of evil uh, ever happen. Uh-huh. Um, but here, I've had it a couple times where it's pulled the covers tight around me at night, mm-hmm. um, and one time I saw it, like, it sort of uh, flew up to me real close, and I could see a face. That's uh, creepy. And then it disappeared. Mm. But here, here in this new room that I'm in, uh, I, I switched rooms. Uh, I'm in the other room now. Uh-huh. Two-bedroom apartment. Well, one night, uh, I had the covers pulled tight around me. And I woke up and I was like, just go away, go away, go away, go away, go away. And finally it did. And I didn't see anything that night. Mm. Well, I was sort of apprehensive about going to sleep the next night because, you know, I don't like it necessarily when that shit happens. I mean, it's not, I'm sort of used to it now, but it's still sort of nerving, you know, so. Uh Uh-huh. So I go to sleep that night, nothing happens. Mm. So then the next night, this is the night after, you know, I'm going to sleep. And again, it always happens between 12 and 3. Uh huh. That's part of that. Three is the bewitching hour. Yeah, but I wake up and the covers are being pulled tight around me again. Well, I, I always sleep with the cover, the covers over my head. Well, when I pull the covers down, instead of seeing that black swirling smoke like I saw in two thousand five when it first happened, mm-hmm. I, I I see these little stringy black. Uh, long strings that are just floating and like waving and, mm. and just around around all these black strings and stuff I see this semi-transparent sort of like sort of outline almost like a blob but it's barely visible but mainly what I'm seeing are these like black stringy things that are just sort of floating around and I've never seen any type of uh shadow person that even resembled that but okay. um, I, I don't know if anybody's ever had that experience but that was the first time in my life I've ever seen anything like that or even heard of it uh-huh. but you know because typically people see the hat man they see the old hag or they see the uh, shadow person with the red eyes or they see the smoke yeah I haven't seen that but this was different this was something different but um I don't know. It wasn't really menacing. So uh-huh. I, just asked, I asked it to leave, and I haven't seen it since. Mm. I had um, a dream once where there was, um, like, a, a dark presence. And I told I said, I said told it to leave. I said, get out. And my hand started to turn 
like diamonds. Yeah, dreams are just weird. I mean, oh, know, yeah, they're trippy. Yeah, I mean, I like dreams for what they are, but you know, really what I think dreams are, and especially if you're a lucid dreamer, um, for me, when I lucid dream, I actually revisit uh, cities and towns. Uh, that I create my dreams. Mm -hmm. I've I've visited these places since I was like three years old and they've changed over time. Mm. There are places that I really feel are real because if you think about how memory works, anytime you make a memory, whether it be a dream or in the waking life, it's still real. It's still a memory. Yeah. So... I'm thinking that all these dreams that we have, especially people that lucid dream, are actually uh, past memories of past lives or even parallel lives. Yeah. That maybe we're living right now uh, because I believe that when we astral project and when we dream, we could potentially uh, continue sort of in our other self in a parallel universe. Yeah. You see? And so I think that a lot of times when we lose the dream, uh, we're actually visualizing slightly and altered realities uh, from what we're used to. Because oftentimes I do dream of common places, but yet they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that's just something to think about. It's, uh, it's very interesting. Well, you lucid dreamed with me, and I'm not going to go into it, but it was interesting. Yeah. This morning. Right after you messaged me on Facebook. Well, I, I, I did go to sleep for a long time this morning, so it could have been possible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, it was uh, interesting. <laughs> I've astral projected before. First time I did it, I thought, "Whoa, this is trippy." Well, you know, one one thing that I've been doing recently in my dream is skydiving. Mmm, I don't like that. And no, it's awesome. I can fly I in my dreams. Well, I I can too, but I, I remember. <laughs> Going up on this really high platform and just jumping off and feeling free. Uh huh. And then I was just falling forever. It seemed, mm. And I loved it. And I was like, dude, this is the most awesome thing. And then I, I pulled my parachute and I was okay, you know, and I, I landed and it was like, but I've had these dreams, you know, time and time again recently. Also, I've had dreams of plane travel and going to Europe. Uh, quite frequently, uh, but it seems like in my dreams, it seems like I'm I'm more coming back than I am going. So it's like, okay. It's like I'm, you know, it's almost like I'm leaving more, more more than I'm actually being able to stay there in my dream and actually enjoy these places. Uh, but it's weird because I really enjoy these travels that I have, like these plane travels and stuff like that to these different countries. Uh-huh. Because I, I remember what what these countries look like um, and the buildings and stuff that are there. And 
you know, it almost makes me wonder, do these places actually exist? Or do these places maybe exist in an alternate universe or reality? Um, I, I remember one dream that I had, and I was in some place in Europe, and it was an old building, uh, probably had straw on top, you know, it was like a really old building, but it was a place that had tables all inside uh, mm-hmm. where people could sit down and eat. And I remember looking up at the corner of the building where, where uh, uh, the roof, you know, meets up at the very corner at the top. And on the inside, it had a date, and it said, like, like 1601 or something like that. Uh-huh. But I just thought, you know, I, I, I look for uh, details now in my lucid dreams, and it sort of uh, makes a, 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 some sense out of it, you know? And it's like, I, I remember one time I was, um, I was aware in my dream, mm. like typically I, I am. Uh-huh. And I came a, I came across this person. I'm not sure if you've ever done this before, but I came across this individual in my dream. And I was aware in my dream that I was dreaming. Mm. And I said, you know, you know you're dreaming, right? Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. And they looked at me so weird, like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> but then I've also met people that, like, my friend Andrew, who's passed, and I've had dreams of him, and he, he's told me that he's okay and blah, 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 and... and you know, that he's still there and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, the only person I guess I haven't seen so much is Jeff. I haven't even felt him that much. I've felt him. Andrew I have, and Andrew I've actually seen in person. Jeff I just had one dream about, but I haven't really felt him since then. And it sort of bothers me because, you know, I'm, I'm, I do want to see him. I do want to have uh, a ghostly uh, experience and encounter. Just knowing he's okay, it's not scary. It's, it's him. You know, it's his spirit. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not scared of ghosts. No. Uh, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually welcome ghosts. But um, he's just one that I really wish that would, you know, appear to me. Well, I think, you know, it'll happen when you least expect it. I don't think he wants you to expect it at all. It will be a surprise. That's just a yeah, feeling I get. It's just been, you know, it's been, it's been a couple of years now. Two. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, I just feel like, you know... Jeff was close to me. He he liked me. He enjoyed me. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed him. He was a good person. And we both were very, you know, favoring of each other. And, and we really enjoyed each other's company and, and, and time and, you know, focus while, <laughs> while we were there pre- present together. You know, we both in- engaged each other and... and had really meaningful conversations and spent really good time together. And, you know, I like to think that I was even closer than him and Roy because, you know, I don't know, me, me and Jeff had this special bond that, you know. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people don't realize. And even, and, you know, I, I, I don't even try to uh, 
tell any of his other friends or anybody else that might be friends with him mm-hmm. how much of a friend I was because I'm humble like that. I'm not prideful. It doesn't make me bigger or anything no. like that. But, you know, Jeff had a lot of friends. But yeah, you did. I really, I really think, I honestly think that he really fought a lot of me. Oh, yeah, because when you started messaging me, I mean, I didn't hear him say this because it doesn't work like that with me. I just got the sense from him that when I would talk to you, there's a big grin on Jeff's face. And one time I, I, did, wanna, I did ask him. I just want to see him, man. Yeah, I know. I did ask him in a dream once. I did have a dream once about him. And I said to him, why would you send Adam to me? And he just kind of like grinned and he says, he's a good looking man, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then I woke up. Yeah. So. But, but, you know, one thing I really enjoyed about Jeff is, you know, yeah, he was homosexual. I'm not. Um, no. You know, I've been bi curious in my past. Um, but. I'm Haven't we much, all? Well, well, I'm very much straight now. You, you know, I found my path, I found my way, but, you know, when I was younger, when I was younger, um, you know, Jeff helped me through so much, and he also helped me mature so much, and he was the type of person that would just give you the shirt off his back, I mean, he helped me financially, like, he would pay for stuff, yeah. he would help me out, you know, and it was just, I never got the time to really pay him back for any of the stuff he ever did for me. And that's uh-huh. what hurts me the most. It really does. And that's why, like, Roy and other people and his, you know, other friends and stuff like that, they don't think much of me or whatever because I guess Roy is, like, sort of fed to other people. I, I, I really think that Roy's just fake. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't like him very much. I haven't spoken to him in a while. something shady about him. Uh-huh. But I feel like that he's sort of fed to other people and Jeff's friends that, you know, oh, yeah, Adam, yeah, that guy that used to live here with Jeff, and, and, and he sort of, you know, just, just you know. Yeah. I didn't ever try to use Jeff. I, I really didn't. I do did owe him money, uh-huh. and I wasn't ever really in the position to be able to pay him back mm-hmm. like, like I should have. And then things happened, and then I never was able to. Yeah. Um, but it really made me feel extremely bad. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything because that's between you and Jeff. I, you know, and. Um, Roy did say something to me, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I, I mean, I, no, I." No, no, be open, be open. What, what did he say? He was just I like, don't, he, I, don't, I, don't talk to Roy. "I haven't spoken to him in a while," and you know, I'm not talking bad about him, but yeah. he, he said to me like, "Oh, I would be careful of him. He owed, he owed Jeff money," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." No, I mean, I did, but the thing about it was, this was. Jeff helped me out out of the goodness of his heart. Uh-huh. And after 
sure he helped me out, I was in a very bad position in my life where I ended up going to rehab. Yeah. To better myself. And I got off all the stuff that I was on. Uh, I came out, and I was broke. When I, I mean, I was basically homeless for a little while. I had to start over from scratch. So I didn't even really have a pot to piss in. I never got a chance to really pay him back. And it wasn't that I never wanted to. It was just I couldn't. I mean, I had no way to. Um, I never forgot about it. I always wanted to. And then it's like when I started getting my shit together and started texting Jeff again and hanging out with him, everything started being cool again. And I always felt like Roy was just sort of jealous of me anyway. Uh Because Jeff gave me a lot of attention and he really enjoyed my company. And, you know... Roy was always quiet and just never spoke and just sat in the corner and on his phone and just looked down on his phone and he would like, he'd be sitting there and he'd just fucking fart, you know, and just dumb shit like that and just, I don't know, just very like, just weird shit. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, I think that he always was just jealous anyway, but Uh yeah, I did, I, I did, I did owe Jeff money and he was right about that, but to sort of throw that up and make it an excuse, like almost like I'm a bad person or, oh, you better watch out for this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he used Jeff for this and that. No, that wasn't the case. I did owe Jeff money and um, I really wanted to pay that back, but I never got that chance. Yeah. And now, now I can't. So. And I don't think Jeff's upset about that. I don't no. think he is. I think once yeah. once it's all said and done... They just want to make themselves known to you. Yeah. So. Well, I, I really have a lot of uh, animosity towards Roy because, I don't know, I sort of have a feeling that he knew, he knows a little bit about. We can't, happened. yeah, we can't say that though on here. Because once I publish this, I don't want other people to, you know what I mean? I just have a feeling that he knows a little bit more. About what happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I'm thinking it was something of a threesome or something they had set up that went wrong. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that, that that's just my first guess. I don't know. Um, back to the spiritual or the spirits. I had a late friend of mine yeah, we keep getting on, from on, college. Her. her name was Amanda. And she loved everything spiritual. And she loved the room 237 in The Shining. Um, she used to tell me that if I... Spend the night there? No. She's, she loved the movie The Shining. She was obsessed oh. with it. And she always told me if I ever die, she says, if there's a spider, that's me. Well, I'm not a fan of spiders. But anyway, um, when she died of heart failure. And so I didn't go and see her because I didn't want to remember her like that. And uh, a few days after she died, I had a dream of her. And we were buying bread at midnight. Now, in reality, we used to buy weed at midnight. So that was her way of saying to me, I'm okay. She said, we're, we're good. And um, I would have little instances where I would sense her. One time I was driving back from the Bay Area in San, San Francisco. And I almost got sideswiped. 
and I had my iPod connected to the car. All of a sudden, Madonna's Like a Prayer starts playing, and I thought, oh, that's Amanda. And she was a big fan of the band Tool. And so when I saw Tool last year, I did sense her presence. It wasn't so much, oh, I can see her. I could sense her, especially when they did a few songs that she absolutely loved. So I just kind of took it in and, and, and you know, was open to it. And, um, yeah, it did put a smile on my face. So it was, it was a good day, especially when it's a band that you love. And Tool, Tool are very about spiritual and all kinds of stuff. I mean, that band is... <laughs> It's hard to... Oh, they're coming out with a new album. They're working on it. Yeah, they, when, they started in March. Yeah, but the, they got a lot to do. If those yeah. songs are eight minutes uh, each, yeah, they got a lot to do. Because I'll tell you, when, yeah. you, when you see them in... When you see them in concert, it is... Whew, they even tell you, they say don't film. I filmed anyway. Um, my professor... She went to the same concert, and she makes more money than me, so she had better seats. She told me that they actually, um, they were making sure people weren't filming in the front, so it's kind of good that I have the nosebleed seat, but I could oh, still yeah, see them. Yeah, they will, though, because it says when, before the show starts, recording is prohibited. It's like, well, I'm doing it anyway, but hold on real quick. We're going to continue talking on your format. I'm going to hold it up on mine. Uh, hello, this is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. That was tonight's guest, Adam uh, Rehab. I'm going to continue talking with him. I'll be back later. Some, some final thoughts. But this is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Thank you, Adam, for talking to my podcast tonight. I appreciate it. Oh, are you done? For now. You and I are going to continue talking, but yeah. Oh, okay. So, good night, and as Elvira would say... Unpleasant dreams.